Holly G with the Golf Insiders. Today we're going to go behind the scenes of the Arnold Palmer Invitational in Orlando. And when I mean behind the scenes, I'm talking about uh, the media center, which is where uh, we hang out and we bring the stories to the fans. And uh, how a good media center runs is... Um, certainly one of the hallmarks of the Arnold Palmer tournament and partly because they have had a great team here for many many years led by the chairman of the media center chief grand pooba of volunteers celebrating 35 years Chris Martin great to spend some time with you well, thank you very much uh, I'm just uh, proud to be part of this great tournament um, got a very auspicious start to the, my introduction to Mr. Palmer in the tournament when I was a young man, actually. <laughs> I was probably about 36 years old. My wife and I moved down from Cleveland. I was working with SeaWorld at the time, and they moved me to the Orlando area. Uh, and my son got involved in Little League Baseball, and uh, Dick Anderson was the general chairman at that time, and he was also the president of Dr. Phillips Little League. And he said, Chris, you know all these kids from Little League and blah, blah, blah. I'd like you to help run the kids' clinic. So I thought, oh, wow, that'd be a neat thing to do. He said, yeah, we've only had 40 or 50 kids show up every year and kind of like to build, build a little attendance for this event. So um, I said, yeah, just tell me what I need to do, when it's going to be. And so I made up some flyers, visited all the local elementary schools and passed out flyers and was trying to drive some attendance. So the Monday before the tournament started, at 4 o'clock, we had our event. We had 350 kids show up. Wow. Wow. In fact, the chef had to go back to the kitchen and cook more hot dogs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because we more than exceeded what was going on. And we had Billy Andrade and Brad Faxon as our pros doing the clinic that day. And they're just two very fantastic gentlemen with kids. And... So that's kind of how I got my first year under my belt with the tournament, was uh, helping with the kids' clinic. I did it for another couple of years and then moved on to the Pro-Am, uh, the sponsor Pro-Am, which we used to hold in January. Really? Um, they'd come in for two days of golf in January, uh, and then we'd have a, a drawing party and two-day event and dinner, trophies, and all that wonderful thing and so by the time uh, Dick was nearing his uh, end of his uh, chairmanship of the board he said Chris how would you like to join the executive board which I thought well that's pretty cool you know, I've only been doing this for a couple of years and now I'm gonna go to the big show as they say right. be one of the blue jackets on 18 green some of the suits they take pictures of so and, uh, meteoric rise to start on at the tournament, I guess you could say. Um, but it was very, very, very uh, nice. My first assignment was security. Mm. And Mr. Tagger Woods just happened to show up that oh year. So that was, that was an interesting thing. But my biggest problem was a fan who was out heckling Davis Love the third, Probably one of the nicest gentlemen on the tour. And I couldn't figure out what this guy's problem was, but we had picked him off property. And then I got another call on the radio, and he was back on property somehow, and walking down 13, heckling the hell out of 
out of him. So, uh, so Lance gently went up to him and took him by the scruff of the neck and put him in a patrol car and took him down to 33rd Street Jail. But uh, that was my first board experience. And that was uh, what, 90 something? 90, 95, 94-ish, somewhere yeah. in there. And then subsequently did a couple more years on security. Uh, Things really changed when Tiger yeah, I mean, uh, came into the tour, right? Well, and that's when you saw a lot more uh, security presence on the golf course. Um, and the tour actually hired an ex-FBI guy to make sure all these players were safe. Because safety was obviously a big factor for them, especially once Tiger... Uh, got to the point that he was at, and the fan—I mean, they, I mean, everybody just wanted to reach out and touch him, get a piece of him, and and it's, it's very dangerous for the players. So, um, yeah, because that's one of the delicate balances in in our sport, right? Because everybody fans can is get so, so close. close that um, you know, we decided that we had we started walking details. We had six guys that walked between inside the ropes with. Tagger and the deputy and made sure that his transitions from one hole to the other were smooth and uh, so it was very interesting. Tagger was a very interesting young man. I got to had the opportunity to spend a lot of time uh, with him uh, years when he started winning all those tournaments because I'm the guy who every Sunday brings the winner down to the media center. So that started in 97 so I Got to handle Tagger and and all the issues we had with him and the crowds and I think my biggest fear was Ernie Els when we had the Monday playoff and we just figured there's nobody here so I get him in a golf cart to take him down to the press tent and all of a sudden we had 200 people surrounding the golf cart which was wow. I mean we're, I was fortunate I had two deputies with me but uh, it got a little iffy <clears throat> you know but uh, very interesting and. Uh, uh, I had hip surgery in late 1996, and I couldn't continue on the board because I wasn't going to be well enough, mobile, <laughs> mobile enough to walk around, yeah, and perform my duties on the board. So uh, Robert Bootsy, who was the general chairman at the time, he goes, "Well, why don't you go over and talk to Tracy Dent?" And uh, he, runs, he runs the he media runs center. center. <laughs> so I mean, well-known name in Orlando. Another well-known. Used to be no on radio. Name. Used to be a sportscaster. Yep. He does a lot of radio. Worked for a couple of TV stations. And he was a legend. Yes. And I had heard, I had heard of Tracy, and I said, "Well, that sounds like a nice thing." So I came over and kind of learned about uh, the organization of how we do what we do, uh, how we t- uh, coordinate with the tour on approving press credentials. And see, Tracy wasn't exactly one of those technologically advanced people. If you showed him a computer he wouldn't know what to do with it but uh, I loved him to death he, uh, very insightful wealth of knowledge he had a story for just about everything so a real gentleman and so that kind of morphed and Tracy retired uh, five or six years ago and and uh, you know Amy Saunders just said to him well what are we going to do what you know and he said well you got a guy over there that's really good at handling, handling people and knows how to treat people uh, because I was in the theme park business for 40 years, uh-huh. worked at SeaWorld for 15 years, worked at Universal for uh-huh. 25, so I'm kind of a people person, yeah. you know, and I'm, 
the finance guys, so I'm a little innerly retentive, and which is you kind of have to be in here and be well organized and be able to talk to people and um, you know solve problems and get things done. So, so one of the things that, along with you know your security, but coming to work in the media center with Tiger's rise to fame, it's handling. The amount of media. I mean, yeah, we I mean, went we from went small from, tents to huge tents. Yeah, we're, we're sitting in a tent that uh, has almost 130 workstations, um, uh, very different you know, electronic scoreboards. Uh, uh, I mean, completely different look from when I first walked in here and, yeah, and, you, and saw, the, doing saw the, the calligrapher doing the scoring right, right here behind us. So, yeah. Right where we're sitting. Calligraphy, it was, wow. It was right here. Right. And I mean, the lady, used to, I mean, she was so nice and she'd draw little characters on the board. And when we had the cut, she'd put a big pair of scissors on the board. It was really kind of cute. So we went I from, remember those, know, actually. All, all, all that handwork to we're, we're staring at a, what, about a 25 foot screen with all, all the uh, top contenders on the board and their scores by hole, which they used to do it by hand. They'd wait till they finished nine. They'd call in a card, they'd fill in the card, and then they'd calligraphy it up on the board. So, And then now we got another big screen on the far side where you can sit and actually watch uh, Golf Channel and NBC uh, broadcasts. So uh, that way the media can eyeball what's going on on the golf course and actually see some of the action on the golf course without having to go out walking around in 85 to 90 degree heat. So it's come a long way, and we've, I mean, the, we used to credential almost 350 people at, at that time. Now you're a whole, this is a whole different ballgame. Right. Because you got people who can sit at home and write about a golf tournament without even being, which is kind it of makes scary. It hard on the rest of us, yeah. honestly, because yeah. we've, we've, some of us in the media have um, had to go up against that. And, you know, it's very different when you can catch Rory walking across the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Or, you Absolutely. Know, I mean, having, being on site for, you know, the media is important. Obviously. I mean, how do you write a story about something if you're just looking at the TV? I mean, you've got most of the people, that, the 150 people that sit in here are out on the golf course at some point in time on any given day. Sure. So. Getting the conditions of the course. Um, you know, I was I, I was in during Rory's press conference on Wednesday, and I'm a native of Rochester. He married his wife. She's from Rochester. Yeah. So being here and Rory being interviewed gave me an opportunity to, one, say, hey, I'm a native of Rochester and a former member of Oak Hill. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the PGA Championship, which are coming up in May? Yeah. Well, he gave a great answer and in the end said, you know, Rochester's really like my second home. Well... That's stuff that's gold, yeah. right? Yeah. That you can't get sitting at home listening to the press conference. Seems they're all worried about live right now, and and everybody's asking about questions about well, should should we have a cut or is it good to have the cut? What's going to happen here next year? That was my big concern. Is I mean, because this year, okay, we've got the 120. There's a cut. It is a designated event. It's always been an invitational. It's invite only. They purposely kept the field small, and they do have a cut here, so I, I think they'll continue the tradition of having the cut, but, you know, that's for other people to decide. Uh, but, I, I mean, just listening to some of the interviews over the last three days, 
all these players are really not in favor of not having a cut. So they, they want a cut so that the cream rises to the top. And, you and know, we and all know what Friday afternoon's all about. Is yeah, sitting here looking at the board. And as I came in to say, oh, how did how did Rory end up? Because, yeah. you know, he didn't start he out well yesterday. I think he made the he cut. He made the cut. Yeah, yeah, he shot three under. So, I mean, just a little bit of a side note. I am actually an employee of Bay Hill as well. I'm one of the starters here. So I, I work, you know, I'm retired nice. from my full-time job. So I got a little part-time gig here at Bay Hill. Not I'm a bad announcing, announcing people to the first C, which is another Mr. Palmer tradition of making people feel special when they come to his place to play golf. So Yeah, let's talk about that. You had the chance to actually be around the King, interact with him. Sure with my listeners what's that like. And how still, even a couple of days ago, Jay Monahan was here with Amy and the uh, the president of MasterCard. They were up in his office, which still remains the still same. Still the same as it has been. By the way, years. I need to get a tour from you. Never seen it. I haven't been up there recently, but uh, right after he passed, I was up had an opportunity to go up and see his office. In fact, uh, one of the young ladies that I worked with at Universal became his secretary. So I had a little more access to the office than most people because I'd go up and see her. I'd go up and see Peggy, and Mr. Prominent might have to be there, and he'd say, hey, Chris, how you doing? He got to really know the people who were on his executive board, and he knew who I was, and I knew about his same for me. But... Uh, to me, he was he was always a gentleman, always a gentleman. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about that, and but I mean, he really cared about talking to you, and he and, did. and he really didn't care how long he talked to you or you talked to him. And I mean, and he would sign anything, anything. I mean, if you wanted something, and sign, always, as we know, legibly. Yeah, I mean, you. There was no doubt when you got an autograph from him. Uh, I mean, some of my favorite keepsakes or the personal notes that he wrote to me uh, after oh, we finished absolutely. the tournament and thanking me for you know all the hours because when you're on the executive board you do put a lot of hours in it's a lot of work and I mean even here you know I'm working 50 or 70 hours a week sure. and we start probably putting this together on Saturday morning and trying to get it ready for you know Monday morning and then eventually press coming in on Tuesday and we credential everybody and give them a parking pass so they can park the truck or vehicle on. So there's a little bit of work that goes on in here that people don't realize. Uh, That's take, what makes... T- taking care of that many amount of people that come in into the tournament. Yeah, not only that, but you know, that we know that, that the, uh, professional tours uh, sur- survive and thrive because of volunteers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, without... The 14 or 1500 people that we have volunteering here. We had pretty much the same staff for the last 15 years. Amazing. I mean, uh, that's a rare thing in a media center. Another today. one of the ladies that's here today as a volunteer will get her 35 year pin next next year. That's and, remarkable. Uh, it really is. It says a lot again about. Finally, goaded my wife into volunteering a oh. few years ago. Um, but it, it is a lot of uh, personal time. Uh, personal time that I think is well spent. I believe in the charity that supports the golf tournament. Uh, so important for the Orlando area. So just your perspective too, since Arnie has passed, um, you know, the family has just done an amazing job of keeping not only, you know, his presence alive, 
in so many ways. And then for someone who's never come out to the tournament, uh, it still has this just this very special hometown feel to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they call it Orlando's premium event. So uh, this, the community really embraces the the tournament. This tournament, they have supported ever since the beginning. Even yeah. even when it was at Rio Pernar when it first started back in the seventies. So. And it's been fortunate to have one of the biggest winners in our game, Tiger Absolutely. Woods. How many? Eight times Eight. he won here. So. Eight. All right, I'm going to have you throw a dart, Chris. Who do you think is going to put on the red alpaca cardigan on Sunday? Well, we had our snake draw on Wednesday night for the... For the what is the, the snake draw? It's, uh, it's a little bit, uh, kind of a little money game. And uh, we all kicked in 25 bucks. The pro shop guys, the outside staff, the starters, the rangers. Love it. So we had a snake draw. We, we only could have 25 people. It, I'm looking pretty good with Mr. Kitayama right now at minus Whoa! nine. Look at you. What kind so of inside information I, did you get, Mr. Martin? Well, I watch a lot of golf at home, and I watch all these young kids and young players. and. I watched how they played down at Honda last week, and I'm kind of a golf nut. I love playing golf. Uh, I get to play out here, so that's nice. Uh, Things can happen here at yeah. Bay Hill. It's a great so. golf course. Why do you come uh, here every year? Arnold Palmer. Met him when I was nine years old, and actually they chose my story for Arnie and me in the oh, documentary. Wow. So that was my drop the mic moment. He's the king in my world. He's the one that had me start. I met him. I met him at um, the U.S. Open in Rochester, New York. Oh, wow. Little kid just starting to play, dragging, you know, my little Snoopy autograph book everywhere. And uh, a rainstorm blew in, and I, I just froze. I was, you know, staring at Santa Claus under his umbrella, under this amazing, colorful umbrella. And the, the local photographer caught me, dragged me in and said, do you want to meet Mr. Palmer? And I was like, so my mother had excused me from school because I mm -hmm. had a terrible cold. cold. And guess who ends up on the front page of the paper you the do. next day? Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I'm sure the teachers forgave you. For years that. later, I became a competitive amateur golfer, then got into the golf business. So we just never know, right? The you difference never, that one of these players is going to make for a young kid. I mean, it's kind of like my story, too. I I mean, I've heard of Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus, and when we moved here, I didn't think I'd ever get to meet the man, but uh, eventually wound up... There you go. ...not only working the tournament, work, but working for his corporation, so... Which so was always my dream job. I always said when I was working at Universal, when I retire, I'm going to be the starter at Bay Hill. Gotta love it. That's the beauty of our game, isn't it, Chris? It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. Well, congratulations well, thank on 35 plus, plus years. Hopefully, I'll be back next year. All right. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, as they say. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate Chris it. Chris Martin, the Chief Kuba of the Media Center, keeping all of us on our toes and uh, there you go. feeding us extremely well. Aren't you ready for your ice cream now? I am. Let's go.